Episode 8, Till Death Do Us Part. So many asked me why I picked Alex's dad to be with. I met his dad when I was 13 years old. It was in 2000 when my dad passed away. It was Halloween day at Lincoln Middle School, October 31st, 2000. And his face was painted like one of ICP clowns. ICP was a popular rap and rock group that I would later see at my first concert with him. My dad had just passed away on September 11th and I was going to Mountain View Middle School because my mom took one look at Lincoln Middle School and said it was an old haunted house and there was no way that I could go there. After dad died, all the kids in my classes, they started to bully me. I was so mad at my mom for telling the teachers that my dad died. I had perfect attendance at the time and was on principal's honor roll, but no one had a clue what I was really going through at home. The last year of my dad's life, we practically lived at the hospital. I never felt rested. I can only imagine how my mom and my sister felt. Every day after school, I wanted to be with my dad. My dad took me to school and picked me up every day. And now I felt like it was so hard with without my best friend. My dad was my best friend. September 11, 2000 was the most traumatic, painful day of my life. Well, I had thought. I woke up for school late at Caseman Hospital. I'll never forget that day. It's like it was as clear as yesterday. I was upset. I went to the hallway to see my mom and she looked like she saw a ghost. She was really emotionally distraught. I stayed up as late as I could watching mine and my dad's favorite 911 show. I remember everyone showing up. No one ever came around unless they needed money is what I was used to growing up. I saw so many people treat my dad like a piggy bank. He lent money to people to start businesses and he was still fighting to get his money back on his deathbed. He was just worried and he would send letters to demanding payment to make sure that his daughters were gonna be okay. He wanted to make sure that we would never struggle financially, but everyone squeezed the life out of him and I was so protective of my dad. So many people who used him arrived to our home and at the funeral. People just stared at me. I know it was my mom's husband, but he was also my father. I felt alone. All I know is everyone said I had to be strong for my mom. So I had to hold the tears in on the hardest day and the hardest time of my life when I lost my dad. I survived the funeral. Life was never the same. I would look for my dad everywhere at home, and he really wasn't home anymore. He was always screaming at the TV and watching games, basketball, football, the Cubs, the Chicago Bulls, if those of you who knew my dad. I knew that he had to be in heaven watching me, is what people told me. And later on, I knew I had to have a guardian angel, because there's no way I would still be here today. I was so mad at God. My dad had imprinted God and faith in my everyday life growing up and with my mom. We always went to church. They were part of Bible study. They loved to sing. My mom would play the guitar and my dad would sing. 
And they were just known for that. And it was just like, we just felt like a family. I met Alex's dad and I saw his blue eyes. We locked eyes and I felt butterflies. Of course, girls always judge me and said so many reasons to not date him. But I longed for a hug, for love, for someone to hold me and say everything was going to be okay. So Alex's dad saved me from feeling the grief and the pain of my father not being alive. I would get happy every time I saw him. He acted like I was the prettiest girl in the world and I didn't want it to end at that time. We dated for a few months when I was 13, for about four months after my dad passed. Then he said he needed to work on his life and broke up with me. I was so confused, only to see him holding hands with another girl at lunch. I felt betrayed. I felt sad. I felt like somebody had kicked me in the gut again. I just felt so lost. And I just told myself that I couldn't open my heart like that to anybody again. I never knew that my dad was dying, that he was going to die. I knew he had been sick and we were going back and forth to Denver so he could get the best care. He was number one on the transplant list when he passed. He needed a transplant for a liver and he had hepatitis C and of course cirrhosis of the liver. My dad was a Vietnam army medic and he did two tours and I would later hear so many stories of the people that he saved and people at his funeral telling me that if it wasn't for him, they would have never came back from the war and been able to have a family and children of their own. My dad never left anyone behind. No man behind. He always went back. He always saved everyone, even on his deathbed. I would ask my dad if he was okay. He would say, Sarah, I'm fine. You just focus on school. You got good grades and you put your mind to anything that you do. You can achieve it. He would tell me to stay busy. Now I know why he taught me to always keep my mind busy. I miss him, but I know that he's enjoying heaven more, especially with Alex, his grandson. Alex saved me. I was so depressed. Those three years after Alex, my dad, passed away. From 13 to 16, they were really, really hard. And then I had Alex when I was 17 years old. And he brought light to our family again. My mom had never been the same after my dad passed away. She was never happy the way she was when my dad was alive. My sister was lost. And my son, he brought us all together. And we were able to get through the grief of losing my dad. With this beautiful baby boy, my son, and he made our family whole again. People don't realize when they give drugs laced with fentanyl to children that it not only affects that 
child's life that dies, but all the ones that they leave behind. All the sickness that it cause, causes, all the emotions that it causes. There's days that I feel like an alien from outer space. I just can't be myself the way I used to be. And of course, you know, I have different groups of friends that I can be myself and I can laugh and I can express myself and I can tell them how I feel and they genuinely listen to me. They genuinely care about me and my needs. They don't use me. They don't manipulate me for my time and my money. They don't put me down. They encourage me. They inspire me. And they push me to keep going forward. Because all I ever wanted was that fairy tale ending. I had my son. We had a beautiful house. And then the devil comes to destroy in so many ways. The grief for not being able to talk, it really ate me from the inside out. It did so many physical things to my body that debilitated me. It's awful, but I'm so glad that in 2023, I learned how to talk again. I slowly learned how to get out. I slowly learned how to start taking care of myself because it was always me and Alex against the world. And I was robbed. Alex was robbed of his future and he had so much to give. And people just didn't want to see him shine. And we live in an evil world these days where people can't be happy for others. Instead, they want to put them down when they see them doing good in life. I've seen so many different messages sent to my son and you know, just a few months ago, I got a message and somebody made a fake account on TikTok and sent me these awful things talking about my son and saying how a song was made about them. And I just can't believe that there are people out there that know information about the night that my son died and they still refuse to come forward or anything, and to think that my child, that any of those songs are about them, it's really sad how people are looking so hard into making my son's death about them. After he passed away, it was about everyone. There were people, friends of my son's that I never even met. And oh, everybody was sad. Everybody needed this. They needed that. Well, they were sick too. They knew how I felt. No. Nobody knows how I feel but me. 
just like when I talk to other parents or anybody that's lost a loved one to fentanyl poisoning or however they've lost their child or their loved one, I never tell them I know exactly how they feel because I don't. Everyone is different. Everyone's experience is different. And if there's people that are holding on to so much guilt about my child, then they need to do what's right. And they need to come forward about the information that they know instead of harassing my son's TikTok or his social media, they can go to the authorities. After he passed away, it's like I felt like nothing and everybody just walked all over me and looked at me how small I was. But that's how they felt about themselves. And I did do a lot of therapy. When I was trying to talk about my son and everything I was finding and things that weren't adding up, I actually had a friend that told me that, Sarah, do you think it's time that you maybe get some mental help? And you know, this person had never had a child before anything. They wouldn't even know what it feels like to walk a D in my shoes. And I don't need people like that. And I'm so glad that those chapters have closed and I'm no longer supporting people that were fake to me. I do not tolerate people that talk about my child badly while he was alive and after he passed. It's not okay to torment a grieving mother. It's not okay to play high school games and have your best friend's daughter create fake accounts and send you messages on social media threatening to go to their work and kill them and do all these things. It's not okay. It's sick. And that's the sickness that lives among New Mexico right now. And that's what's accepted out here. And things need to change. It's not okay to treat people this way, especially when they're at their weakest. But I do believe in karma. And I know that one day, all the people that hurt my son and talked badly about him and tormented him and bullied him and called him names and didn't listen to him, they'll have a day to answer to the man upstairs. It is not okay for people to walk all over you when you're at your weakest. Like I've said in prior episodes, I feel like I started waking up last summer and now I can see 2022 so clear. And now I'm just asking myself, did I not have the strength to get up and speak my mind to these people? It just upsets me. One thing that really upsets me and it really just put me back into the day of my son's funeral and affected me in a bad way is when I was on TikTok and I saw that one of his cousins had taken a picture 
of him in his coffin at the funeral from the neck down. And I saw my son's hands. And I saw a thing about my son was supposed to meet her at the mall. And I just don't understand. And those are the things I'm talking about when people make his death about them. I didn't authorize pictures at my son's funeral. Those were his last day. And the fact that people actually took pictures of a funeral in that moment without asking me, just know this will not be tolerated. Also a picture that I took of him with his cousins when he was eight years old, only to find that picture with his face crossed out and put on TikTok for thousands of people to see. There's something wrong with that picture. There's also something wrong with the picture that, you know, even my son thought was sus as to why some of his family members were following people that wanted to kill him before he died. And you know, son, I've gone through the same things that you've gone through. I don't feel comfortable having people come to my home that are friends with the people that killed my child. I will not tolerate that, whether you're family or not. There's a reason. People know if they follow someone that killed somebody. Like, I'm not that dumb, and neither is my son. And he even called out one of his cousins a month before he died as to why they were following somebody that wanted him dead. So I've woken up. I've learned how to talk now and stand up for myself and stand up for my son in his time of death and in my time of mourning. So I got to protect my peace and I got to protect my energy. So going forward, there will be no tolerance of things like this about my child on social media. It will be addressed and it will be handled because my son still is among me and he's shown me a lot and it's not okay to treat people the way that he was treated and it's not okay to seek attention during somebody's time of death if you wanted to be there for my son you needed to be there when he was alive and you needed to stand up for him when he was alive and not use him and manipulate him and take advantage of him. I just watched the Little Peep documentary this weekend. And it was really hard. I couldn't finish watching it all. Because it just hit close to home. Of how Alex was being used in his end days. All of a sudden, he had all these friends that wanted to rap with him and do all this stuff. And, oh, Alex, make me a beat. Oh, Alex, do this. Oh, Alex, do that. They couldn't even give him time for himself. They did to him exactly what they did to me after he passed away. And it's sad. It's really sad what I had to see 
what my son went through. So please, treat each other with love and respect. You never know what people are going through at home. And if you're not walking this journey, consider yourself very, very lucky and blessed. And thank you everyone who has listened to me from day one about my son and his story and who continues to advocate for our children and our youth because they are our future. I'll be doing season two starting after the end of March. And in season two, it's going to be a little different with a variety of other people's stories and experiences too. People that I have met across the nation, among our community, that have really touched my heart too. So thank you everyone for listening to episode eight of Till Death Do Us Part on the broken system story of Exo Alex. I'm going to leave off this episode with a song that Alex made with one of his friends the week before he passed. This song became to be one of his most listened to songs when I dropped it on Apple Music and Spotify, Pandora, all streaming platforms. We were so excited. His friend told me that he wanted to carry on his legacy. So here we are almost two years later and nobody talks to me anymore. So I'm learning how to take on his legacy and finish what Alex started. He left a story of music behind. This song he finished and produced just a week before he passed away. With his anniversary approaching on February 28th, this next week will be two years. So I will continue to carry on his legacy and make sure that his music is shared and played. Thank you, son, for leaving a story behind. This song is called Perkified. Got me spinning, yeah, I live another life I can't even die, but I wanna die tonight Looking at the sun, yeah, it's alright I just take a fix with a quick knock I just get so high like a super gale I be super syrup, I'm a demon, yeah, bitch I'm going to hell, going to hell Can't tell me I ain't evil Okay, I crashed a Porsche, but that shit shit was illegal I had to win up these racks like, uh Had a kickstart, I had to push it off All these n****s all these n****s fell off Everyone be throwing signs about shit they don't even bang I just heard about you talking ish Like what you say? Ba 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 What you say? Say to me you talk to me With no brain I don't give a fuck I'm a demon bitch by pain I've been through real shit You don't know what I'm saying Just speaking on that devil shit On that real shit I just pop an X pill Now I'm feeling it Perkified, exified Yeah they thought I died 
drugs got me spinning, yeah, I live another life I can't even die, but I wanna die tonight Looking at the sun, yeah, it's alright I just pick up eggs with a book not fine I just get so high like I see the devil I've been sipping syrup, I'm a demon, yeah but I'm going to hell, going to hell Can't tell me I ain't evil Okay, I crash a Porsche, but that bitch was illegal I had to win these racks like, uh Yo, run the racks up, I got plenty cash, ho Talking talk, you better say that it's young person when I meet you up. I run up to your spot, don't give a f who got what you be in, you still better duck.